Microbiology. What is it, and what does microbiology have to do with you? This field of study is a key part of our world, from human and animal medicine to understanding the environment. On this show, Minerva Garcia, a practicing microbiologist, swings open the door to her lab to welcome you into this intriguing world. Now, let's meet Minerva, the microbiologist. Welcome all to my show. Meet Minerva, the microbiologist. My name is Minerva A. Garcia. I'm the social director at Jacoby Medical Center right here in New York City. In today's show, we have a guest, a current microbiologist, technologist, Eve Queen. She also works with me right here at Jacoby. So she'll be asking me some questions. And today's topic, we'll be discussing microbiome. You may ask, what is microbiome? Microbiome, as clearly as I can explain it, is really the microbiologically and biochemically as we are full of microbes, where we strife, these, these gut strifes in the guts with many enormous microorganisms. They are invaders and some of them are normal flora. We have good bacteria known as normal flora that protect us against the bad ones, the invaders and or pathogens. How? What is the gut microbiome in simple terms? The microbiome consists of microbes that are both helpful and potentially harmful bacteria. Most are symbiotic. What do I mean by that? It, where the body works together with the microbes, where both the human body and the microbiota benefit, and in some and in small numbers are pathogenic for more diseases. In a healthy body, pathogenic and symbiotic microbiota coexist without any problems. What is the gut microbiome in health? There are numbers of different ways which the gut microbiome can affect the, the bodily functions that influence your health. What are these reasons why the microbiome is so important? The gut microbiome affects the human body from birth throughout life by controlling the digestion of food, the immune system, and the central nervous system, and other bodily processes. It's essentially for metabolism and synthesis of nutrients, for vitamins, carbohydrates, and resistant pathogens invaders. The good microbiome protects the body against invaders and improves immune system. Minerva, I've been wondering, how would you know if your gut microbiome is healthy or if you're sick? Well, one a good way to know if you have a good microbiome is going to be the certain signs. There are signs for a healthy gut for the microbiome. You have this regular and pain-free bile movements, which keeps your bowels going. It's a good sign of a healthy gut, consistent energy, Normal amount of gas and bloating that is minimal, not to the maximum because that's not normal. You could imagine the discomfort that, you know, with human experience, we have a lot of gas and bloating. Um, a healthy bowel transmits within time and you're able to have a bowel movement that is healthy without pain, without bloating. 
and you have a mental clarity. Imagine when you you are suffering, your mind, your brain, and your body functions is not the same. You know you're in pain, and it shows.、Um, you have to have a healthy reaction to stress, and this will happen when you have a healthy gut. You're stressless. You're not stressed with all those worries and you know lacking of energy, and、um, also you know you feel debilitated and. You want to get up and go to work, so it affects your whole body.、Um, there is no adverse reactions to food, so when you eat a healthy diet, a healthy food, you have a good signs of your bodily functions working. You have good vitamins that you intake. Your vitamins, your body functions well, and you're eating a well, healthy, balanced diet. What kind of foods can we eat to promote that good bacteria in our gut?、Um, well, that actually, you want. I would recommend that in order for you to have and build a good bacteria in your gut, you should have prebiotic and probiotic foods. What do I mean by that? Well, probiotics. You want food like whole grains, onions, garlic, fermented foods. You want miso, yogurt. Which feeds on the good bacteria in your gut. A diet rich of fiber and probiotics and prebiotics ensures that the bacteria is growing. This is very important for you for your gut. Also, let me ask: What causes a, a bad gut microbiome? Diet and a good health appears to be very closely linked. Why you would say? Avoiding processed foods, high-fat foods. And foods high in refined sugars is slightly important for managing a healthy microbiome, as these foods may promote the growth of damaging bacteria. Therefore, the key to take is: remember, you are what you eat. You eat good, proper food; it's going to be good for your microbiome. And not only that, your body will respond very positive. You will not have pain. You will not have a bloating, you know, bowel movement, gas, and all that. So that's important to eat proper food, not processed food. It's important to eat also vegetables and to to have food that is well well digestible for for your for your gut. When you go on vacation, what are some things you can do to protect your gut? One of the things that you could do, especially before you go in the pool, is to have a prebiotic or probiotic. It's very important. You should always have yogurt every time, every day, twice a day if possible, in the morning, and even during dinner or after dinner, you should take a yogurt. Why? Because this will promote good health, and it will promote your good your good bacteria to stay work with you. Because you could get a yeast infection. I know that I went on vacation this summer, and I didn't take any probiotic or prebiotic at all, and I came down with a yeast infection. And to my surprise, when I came to New York, because there's so many shortages of doctors, I couldn't see a doctor for two months. I was very fortunate. I'm a microbiologist, and I was able to. Call my colleagues and take care of me, and they did give me Diflucon, and I was able to take、um, over-the-counter medications, which is、um, a yeast medication, which is Manistac works well. So I suggest 
that everyone who go on vacation and before they get to the pool, this is important, especially for the female, because the way female are built. So take a probiotic, take yogurt, which is very important. This will balance off your, your diet and um, your friendly bacteria will be very happy with you. And you will prevent you from getting yeast infection because the discomfort is really pretty bad. So I'm just so curious how these organisms are helping us digest our food. Um, these organisms help us digest food and accordingly um, to assist us to get good gut bacteria. So these bacteria work together um, with a mixture of containing a blend of probiotic and prebiotic which is called asymbiotic. So they work together synergistically. So synergistically mean they work one in one together. Prebiotics feast on the probiotics and the probiotic maintains a healthy gut. So this is very important to have this understanding. So um, in a healthy state, the gut microbiota has a great functions for energy recovering from metabolism of non-digestible food. It protects the host from pathogenic invaders and improving our immune system. That's very important and one of the keys that I want to bring out. What are some pathogens that the gut microbiome defends you against? So one of the pathogens uh, that we do have in our gut that actually becomes deadly, especially if you're not being treated, especially if you're immunosuppressed, immunocompromised, they're really coupled in certain bacteria like Campylobacter, Clostridium difficile, toxin A and B, Plesiomonas, Shigellois, Salmonella, Vibrio, Vibrio cholera, Yersinia intercolitica. Some of which is diogenic E. coli and Shigella. Some of these could be very, very toxic and, and very uh, dist powerful, very distressful for the stool. Um, if you go to a restaurant and you eat food and that food has especially dairies or meat has been left outside and it's not in the proper um, temperature or the food, especially the meat, has been exposed to uh, outside and is not being heated enough, is not being killed. So you have bacteria that produces in the thousands and it becomes very pathogenic and, and invasive when a person eats those food. And one, for example, will be enterogregative uh, E. coli, enteropathogenic E. coli, enterotoxigenic E. coli, ITST, shiga-like toxin producing E. coli, E. coli 157, shiga invasive E. coli. These are bacteria that produces a lot of toxins. And one of the reactions that happen, how do you know you have these? Because you get abdominal cramp, you get severe abdominal pain, and many times it sends to your kidney. So you get pains in your lower back. Um, and if a person becomes sepsis, they, they get fever, it's very important they immediately go to the emergency room or call your doctor right away because um, when a person's producing stool and diarrhea that it sometimes could be bloody, that means you need immediate medical attention. You need an antibiotic. In many cases, if the patient goes to the hospital too late and they have sepsis, they could die. 
So this is a, one of my, um, you know, point that I like to stress. Watch the food you're eating. Watch what's happening to you because uh, these pathogens could be very deadly. Other um, could be also parasites like Cryptosporidium, Cyclosporum cyatinesis, and Tamiva histolytica, Giardia lambda. Um, other virus, also viruses that adenovirus, astrovirus, never viruses. Usually you find that many cases in ships. And why do many uh, pa other passengers come down with it? Because these pathogens are, could be transmitted from one person to the next person, especially not washing your hands. So it's important to wash your hands at all times. Um, rotavirus and sapovirus are one of the examples. So this is just a brief of enteropathogenic uh, bacteria, viruses, and also, um, you know, um, parasitological, um, you know, infections that a person could get. So that's important to, uh, to emphasize. Are there any natural things that we could take, such as herbs or spices for these? Uh, well, I gotta tell you, when, once you come down with these viruses, these bacteria that I mentioned, there is really not much you could do but seek medical attention. Because like I said, one of these pathogens invade your bloodstream, it's urgent and you must I cannot stress that enough. You must go to a hospital to seek medical attention because at this point, you do need medical care. And um, especially when you're dehydrated. If you lose too much bowel movement and you do dehydrate it, the best thing to do is electrolytes. Just take a lot of fluids. Um, soup is important, but um, sometimes it's too late and um, this will not help. You need antibiotics. So that's my suggestion and what the message to take home. So are there digestive tract associated microbes? Um, yes, these are referred as the gut microbiome. The human gut microbiome is the is role in both health and disease has been the subject of extensive research, establishing in an involvement in human metabolism, such as the nutrition, physiology, and the immune functions. A microbiome in, this, in the community of microorganisms that can usually be found in living together in any given habitat. The microbiome in the community of the microorganisms such as fungi, bacteria, and viruses coexist in a particular environment. For example, in humans, the term is usually used to describe the microorganisms that live or on or on a particular part of the body, such as the skin or the gastrointestinal tract. I have mentioned briefly how the gastrointestinal tract affects all these bacteria that I mentioned before. If you eat food that is contaminated, food that you digest and it has been exposed to this bacteria, bacteria grows very quickly. So the microbiome genetic material of microbes includes as I mentioned, bacteria, fungi, protozoan, and viruses, which live in and out of the human body. The number of the genes in all these microbes in one person's microbiome is 200 times the number of genes in the human genome. The microbiome may weigh as much as five pounds. So this is important for me uh, just to bring this um, information out. Um, study has that this traditional Japanese herbal blend called Juzi Taho 2, 
which includes cinnamon, jensen, and licorice. These contain bacteria that support the immune system. What is fascinating is that the herbs can act as prebiotics for a microbe. So this is important that there is some solution and some hope for, 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 for people to take um, you know, these prebiotics and um, these herbs um, are good for your microbiome. And um, there are nine that could boost your gut health. These include coriander seeds, fennel, ginger, turmeric, cumin, cinnamon, bay leaves, and condiment. Um, so this is just a few to name. Can you tell us how we can boost our microbiomes? Sure, there are 10 ways. Make sure to eat your vegetables daily. Cut sugar out and avoid processed food. Prebiotics are great for your gut. Look at it, that's like your friendly best friend that you could have. That, it, that your friends could take care of you, give you advice, right? Um, avoid antibiotics when you don't have to because if you take antibiotics, you're gonna create a multi-drug resistant organism and that's another whole other problem that you don't want. Stack up on your dairy sources of prebiotics. Fermented foods are gut friendly. Try to cut back on the red meat. I gotta tell you, I got a severe infection called enteropathogenic E. coli from eating meat that was not properly processed. It was not properly heated. So if the meat is not properly heated, these bacteria will strive in causing you severe illnesses. And one of the responses, you know, that you can have severe diseases or illnesses or, or a, a, a gut uh, bacteria is you get diarrhea, bloating on your stomach, you have severe cramp, um, you can hardly move, you have back problems, and all this, and, and many times you could vomit. Vomit is one of the signs that your body's not responding in a healthy way. This way, when you know that, you know something is wrong. Um, you could take Pitabismol immediately um, to stop the pain and the cramp that you could vomit. That was in my case. Um, I had severe cramp, I couldn't even get up from bed. I immediately took Pitabismol. Within five seconds, I vomit. Now vomiting is good for you because when you vomit, you're gonna release all those bacteria, all the food that is causing so much damage into you. You're gonna, you're gonna release that bacteria, you know, all those. But if you do not get better and you still have diarrhea and vomiting, you need to seek medical help immediately. Go to your nearest emergency room. I cannot emphasize that enough. Thank you. You're welcome. You've taught us a lot about our microbiomes today and I'm sure that our listeners will be looking forward to part two coming up. Sure, so part two is gonna happen in my next podcast. Um, my disclaimer. This podcast is my opinion and the views expressed are solely my own and not of any entity or corporation. This podcast is not intended to replace medical advice and or any professional opinions. A shout goes out to my executive producer, Mary Lou Davidson, for her support, admiration, feedback, and most of all, for always believing and being there for me. 
Now I can conclude from my microbial world. This is your microbiologist, Minerva A. Garcia. Thank you for having me, for listening. Tune it in. Till next time, have a nice, nice day and stay with love and be blessed.